Welcome to the Money, Sex, Business and Awakening podcast. I'm Alex Harvey and I'm a money and personal empowerment coach. My podcast is here to support you to create your financial prosperity, do your purpose work in the world and self-actualize. I am here to share with you what I've learned over the past 10 years that I think every woman should know about accessing your deep power through your sexual life force energy and relationship to money because it's truly mind-blowing and only taboo to keep you small. I blend together the latest in neuroscience and practical strategies, as well as teachings and principles from ancient traditions such as Tantra, Taoism, and alchemy. Thank you so much for joining me, and I can't wait to see you in the show. Welcome to this podcast episode. I am recording this podcast um, again on a Sunday. If you listened to my podcast episode last week, I recorded it on a Sunday. And this Sunday, I have just completed four days of advanced alchemy training with one of my mentors, William Whitecloud. And oh, it's so good. I've, I've repeated this training and it's just so brilliant. And I'm going to Melbourne next week on Wednesday and I'm running my free class on Tuesday, which is the day this podcast is going to come out. And there's just so much happening that, you know, it's one of those things where you just got to choose what you love. Like what I love right now demands of me that I, I sit down and I can create and create some stuff at the end of a day where perhaps I usually wouldn't and perhaps I would uh, like to just really go and chill, but it's it's doing what you love, being drawn by what you love. No, this is what I love. I fucking love this. And actually when I, when I connect with that and tune in with that, it doesn't feel like a chore at all. I'm just like, well, I love this. I love my people and I would love to make a podcast for my people. So that's what I'm doing. I've, I've literally just recorded seven reels. So as soon as I got off the thing, I recorded seven reels. I haven't left the room. I'm actually kind of hungry, but I'm hoping to use that as good attention to have me be concise in this episode. Cause sometimes I don't know if you guys think this, sometimes I worry that I'm a little bit waffly on the podcast And so in this episode, I'm going to share with you, we are going to chat about the top money blocks that I see for people in business. And I work with a lot of creatives, artists, like creative entrepreneurs, people that are wanting to have a positive impact in the world and utilize their gifts, talents, and abilities to create an enterprise, create a business that shares what they love with the world, right? So that's generally the type of people I work with. And so there's a particular flavor of money blocks that come with those types of people. Um, You know, but even if you don't feel like you fall into that category, I am pretty sure that you might find you relate to some of these. Now, let's, let me just define money blocks. So money blocks is like, a a concept or an attitude or a belief that you hold in your mind that is counter to you creating the financial prosperity that would naturally flow or that would flow of you being at your highest expression of your creativity, potential and service in the world. Okay. So you actively, you have these unconscious Um, concepts and attitudes and assumptions about life that prevent you 
from actually putting yourself out there, putting your work out there to its full expression, you know, getting the full financial exchange that um, is actually true maybe for your work uh, and, you know, putting it out there on the scale that it would be true for you to actually put it out on, but you hold yourself back because there's these fears, resistances, I can't be like that, I can't do this, this is the way the world works, all right? So I'm going to chat through in this podcast episode the top five that I see. Now I see a lot, like there, there's a lot of ways that this can come up, but I just tuned in and I was like, okay, if I just intuitively go, what are the top five that people really come up against? This is what I get. So that's what I'm going to go through in this podcast episode. Okay. So number one, super common. And I feel like I mean, all of these can be really sneaky. Like they can be ones that you might initially be like, oh, I don't really resonate with that. And then maybe later in the week after listening to this, you'll realize, oh my God, I do that. Oh my God, I totally do that. I totally think that. And that stops me from doing X. You know, I have realized that about myself with plenty of blocks I've heard people discuss before and been like, oh, I don't know if that's really me. Then been like, holy shit, that's me. I'm doing that. I, I think that. So what I invite you to do as you listen to this episode is just set the intention for your own unconscious money blocks and resistances to be revealed to you through listening to this and beyond for this to keep dropping in either, you know, the ones that I say, or for them to trigger what, what ones are really true and most present and most prominent for you. So just set that intention and set the intention for that to continue to come into your awareness over the next week, next month. Um, after listening to this so so that your subconscious will will marinate on it and um reveal to you what's what's going on underneath the surface that might be preventing you from being in your full truth your full creative expression and your full potential okay uh so the first one that i've got is the first money block feeling like it's selfish to make money from something that you enjoy or that comes easily to you. Like it's selfish that I would ask someone for money in order to coach them because I really want to coach them because I enjoy coaching because coaching, you know, and coaching maybe is easy to me, right? So feeling, feeling guilty for charging for something, guilty or selfish, that you actually enjoy and that's actually easy for you. Now, I'm just realizing that I probably, it could have been of benefit to you if I came up with some examples before this to specifically tell you about, uh, but I didn't. And is this one jumping out at me? No, an example is not jumping out at me for that one. So I just want you to marinate with that. Do you ever feel guilty or bad? Like, oh, I'm asking for money for something that I actually wanted to do that maybe I would have even done anyway. So I think artists come up against this a lot. Um, but, but, you know, 
all types, like a, a service you offer to someone. I enjoy this, so I shouldn't charge for it, right? So the focus is on feeling bad that you enjoy it, not on the value it's actually given to someone. And that if someone has agreed to pay it, they've, you know, in their sovereign being, they've said this is worth this value to me. So selfish or guilt, asking for money for something you enjoy slash you would have done maybe anyway, because you actually enjoy it that much. So there's this underlying belief from that one that it should be hard right? Making money should be hard or it should be something you don't enjoy in order for you to earn it, in order for you to be worth being paid for it. So that's just a very common cultural indoctrination that leads to this money block. So that's number one that I want you to consider. Number two, oh my God, Whoa, do you know what? This is one that I just became very acutely aware of. It actually wasn't that long ago. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure exactly when this dropped in. Something someone said must have triggered it for me. And I was like, whoa, 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 I do that. And, and I know so many people do this. Oh my goodness, especially I think so many women, um, but but anyone of any gender um, is possibly subject to this. Anyway, it's seeing people as powerless or not necessarily powerless, but not powerful, right? So you feel guilty or bad for charging money because you have an unconscious perception or belief that others aren't powerful and that it would it would weaken them it would take away from them if you were to say hey it's going to cost you $5000 for this website or something you feel like oh they're not powerful enough to pay $5000 or they're not powerful enough to generate that back if they were to pay that to me right so i honestly since i this one dropped in i see this everywhere all the time <laughs> this is so common unconsciously seeing people as not powerful or even powerless and therefore you shouldn't charge them because they're powerless and they, they need your help. They're not powerful. And if you were to charge them money, they're not, they're not powerful enough that they would just easily regenerate that money. So seeing people as not powerless, not powerful. Um, so yeah, you know, I mentioned before about giving examples. I mean, that's it. <laughs> that's, I don't think there's actually a specific example I can give because that's just it. That's it. And I, oh my goodness, I have fallen into that trap before. And that's a thing that can unconsciously just arise. Um, although not so much now, since I've become really aware of it, that I just now, I just choose to see people as powerful. You're powerful. Like you're a powerful creator. You can create more. This is not going to deplete you. You know, it's, it's your discretion to, as in the other person's discretion, obviously to decide what, um, you know, what, what's within their means, but people are powerful. I mean, that doesn't mean you go around like trying to force people or convince people uh, to pay for your thing or that they can afford their thing when, you know, they can't. Um, 
I'm super against that actually. And I worked for someone once that did that and oh my God, it just created so many headaches because people would default on their payments and not pay. And I was like, you've got to stop doing this, like trying to inspire people into a state of, yes, I'm powerful. I can afford it, but that they, but that it's too far out of their reality that they can't maintain it. And then they just never do, you know, like you can call someone to their, their truth and and maybe support them in how they're thinking they can't afford something when they really can, you know, you know, there's ways that something in that realm can be authentic, but then there's just flat out trying, you know, trying to inspire people into something that, um, that they're not, they're not going to put the power in creating. Okay. This is a total diversion and I'm probably like confusing the point by even saying any of that. And that's my tendency to want to over explain things and apply it to every situation, but I don't have to. This point, this money block is just really about your, you feeling resistant to making offers and charging someone money. And, you know, maybe someone asks you for their prices, giving them a quote, you have active resistance from that. And you actively stop yourself from doing that or following up things where you could, um, because you're unconsciously seeing people as powerless and something that can result from this one a lot is, um, discounting. You're discounting because you think that person is, you're unconsciously perceiving that person as powerless and to take money from them would be like a bad thing or would be like taking advantage of them or would be taking something away from them. So that's number two. I hope you guys enjoy my general uh, occasional ramblings when I'm just deciding on something as I'm speaking and rather than cutting it out, I just leave it in because I don't like to cut any of my episodes. I like to just leave them as they are. All right. So number three, um, so number three actually is very similar is thinking that you're taking away from others by having more than enough. Okay. But it's actually, this one's not just, um, projected onto the individual that you, that would pay you. Right. So in, the, in number two, it's more like the person paying me is not powerful or is powerless. And therefore I would be being bad by taking their money or asking for this much money, or whatever. This number three is one I like comes up a lot actually in my money courses that I run is thinking that I am taking away from others if I have more than enough. So if I, if I just have more money than I need and I've got excess money, you know, stacking up in my savings and to buy more luxurious things or top quality things and, you know, go on a holiday and stay in a nice hotel or go business class or like if I have more than I need, then I am taking away from others. So I want you to sit with that one because this is one that is really unconscious usually. Like you don't usually consciously go around thinking that like, oh, if but if I have money, I'm taking money from others. I mean, for you, that might even be at the conscious level, but this is one that's usually very unconscious. Again, it's just like this 
unconscious, subtle thing that goes on. And when you get it, that that you're doing this, you get it. And actually, this is one I've never strongly related to, but I do see actually, like this isn't a prominent one for me, but I do see actually as I am earning more and having more disposable income, I, the way I notice this one is like a resistance to show some of the things that I might spend money on or do because I don't want to then be judged that I've got more money than I need, basically. So while this one doesn't for me so much come up in a resistance to actually generating wealth, I mean, it obviously, it would be playing in there to a degree, but it's more coming up as like, oh, I don't want people to see this because they'll think that, right? Which is still me thinking that basically. So that's number three, thinking that it's some, for some reason, going to be bad to have more than you need, more than enough, more than is necessary. Number four is, um, is that you, you don't think there's enough. Okay. So these are all very nuanced, but different. You don't think there's enough. Therefore, if you ask someone to pay, you're taking from not enough. So it's like having this fundamental feeling and belief in scarcity, like there's not enough money. And if I ask someone for their money, I'm just taking away from them because there's not enough, right? And now I know when I was like in my strugglest, um, I, I had that going on big time because I felt in such scarcity. I felt like, but then I'm just taking from someone else. So how, how can I do that? Like, that's not like a good or nice thing to be doing. And it created a lot of resistance and just really unconsciously sabotaged me from even putting offers out there. And it was a thing that I noticed after a while, like the community that I had gotten into, where that was the pervading belief in the community. So you'll notice this in a lot of artsy, creative, um, sometimes even spiritual type communities, also kind of depending where you're located. Like, you know, it's a funny thing that in some places, like some cities or, you know, major towns, there's this, there's just a collective theme or belief of poverty consciousness, right? So this is a real poverty consciousness one results from that, that poverty consciousness. There is lack, there's only lack and it's bad, you know, it would be bad for me to take money from someone. So that's going to, you know, block you from putting out offers, you know, even just fully like putting your stuff out there and selling, like letting it be known what you've even got to offer for someone that might want to buy it. Um, and also in your pricing, you know, you're really going to want to continually bring down your pricing so that you're not bad, so that you're not bad for taking something from someone that they needed that there's not enough of in the world right? Especially like, remember, this is the context of most of the people I work with are really heart-centered people that want to live from their heart, do good, have a positive impact. Can you see 
How if you're holding on to these beliefs, if these things are going unconsciously on under the surface, how fucking hard it's going to be for you to make any money or for you to make enough money that would take you beyond struggle. Because as soon as you'd be beyond struggle, boom, you're being selfish. You're taking from others. You've got more than you need. You're being bad. Oh my goodness, guys. These things, I just cannot tell you, run so deep and they play out so hard and they just really, really sabotage what would even be like a natural flow of abundance and money. They sabotage you being in your full authentic expression and offering and sharing the gifts that would be authentic because there's all this shit around it bad and fundamental lack. Okay. So I'm so yes, as I was saying, I this was this was really strong for me when I was really in financial uh, like, you know, I guess struggle or scarcity, like having the having just a very low income um at at that that time and you know trying to figure out what I wanted to do and stuff like that that one came up very strong and then as I said being I noticed how it actually just kind of continued as all the it seemed like all the people around me were in that consciousness also so it seemed like everyone around me didn't have enough therefore there's obviously not a not enough right and it just completely like compounded this belief in scarcity that there's not enough. No one has enough. Oh my God. Like, oh oh my God. That's like the heaviest fucking place to be in, man. It is so heavy. Oh, so heavy. And you pop your head up (laughs) from that and you realize there's, there's people on all spectrums. And, um, I mean, I'm just, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of like explaining and, uh, you know, why people are where they are and all that BS, but it's just a belief to be aware of. That's not true. It's not true. It's an assumption about life and the way the world works. And if you live in it, that is literally the world you'll live in. You'll create more of it. You'll just look for people that confirm it. You'll be drawn to people that confirm it. And that will literally be your world. And in that world, probably charging people for money literally does take away from them because the people you're charging then also live as, you know, a a victim to their circumstances that they can't change. Oh, I could like, I don't want to go into justifying, but you know, the number of people that I've worked with that have been in a total poverty consciousness and thought they had nothing and thought they had nothing extra. They lived off the bare minimum. They lived off the necessities and then they've done my money course or something like that. And they've realized they've got more than they thought. And they've realized, you know, how they can easily be making more money or opening up opportunities. And not even just that, like so often realize, like they literally think they're living off the bare minimum. Guys, I cannot tell you how many times this has happened. Someone that thinks they're like scraping the barrel and they do my work And like they do one of my actual courses where it's the mindset stuff, the abundance planner and tracker, like looking at the reality of their money as well and setting up 
new structures for it and they realize they can literally be saving like $800 a month, um, you know, or within a few months, they've got all this money saved. They've got backup money saved. They've got money saved for a holiday. And they literally did not think that was in their means or possible beforehand. And so there's even, this even happens in people who did not work on increasing their income and they just looked at how they, you know, what was actually happening. Okay. Passionate rant, but I'm just saying, you know, like it's a consciousness and you can stay in the consciousness uh, or you, you know, and that consciousness literally distorts reality. It completely distorts reality and you're living in a story. You're not living, just looking at the plain facts. Uh, okay. Not saying that no one is financially struggling. There are obviously people that are, um, but I'm just, I'm talking about this consciousness and I'm talking about how it locks you in to this fixed, limited, untrue way of seeing things. So that was our block number four. Now block number five. Um, oh, wow. You know, this, oh, this is another good one that actually I um, was another one that was more recent. So I would say like in the last year that I hadn't actually really like articulated this. And I, um, I heard someone say it and I was like, oh my God, as soon as they said it, I realized how I used to do this in the past. And I also have heard, um, I've heard people say this to me since thinking it's a totally legitimate thing. And it was what, why they made their pricing the way they did. Okay. So this last one is not wanting to be unaffordable to someone or feeling like you can't be unaffordable, something that you offer any or anything. So let's say anything that you offer must be affordable to everyone. You know, and it comes from that, that guilt. I'm being bad. If I've got something that's inaccessible. So firstly, I don't think it's bad if, you know, if everything that you offer is inaccessible to some people and it's accessible to the people you're choosing to serve. I, I don't actually think that's a, that's a bad thing. I mean, nothing's bad, but like, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I, you know, for a lot of people, for a lot of people, like me included, you actually have a lot of things that are accessible to a lot of people. For example, I've got free content that's accessible to anyone. I've got this podcast. I put out regular content on my Instagram. People can sign up for my email list and get regular content from me. That's always providing valuable, valuable stuff that I can provide for free, right? So firstly, there's all this stuff that's accessible, right? And then I, so I'm just using my example of me right now. Then I've got courses that I also think are very accessible. And so for some people, they might be inaccessible, right? But uh, my, co- my courses at the time of recording are all about 500 Australian dollars, like my short courses. And, you know, that's generally actually accessible to anyone that wants it, right? I mean, yes, there's people that are in real struggle and, you know, I I get that, but it's very, it's still accessible. Okay. 
I would still call that quite accessible. Maybe not accessible to everyone, but still quite accessible. And then as you go up the tiers of my offerings, they're my higher price things like my coaching that might not be accessible to everyone. And it's, you know, it's not going to be. And that's not bad. That's not bad that or wrong to have or, you know, or a disservice to people. It's not even a disservice to people that I have an offering or some offerings that are not accessible to everyone. Nothing wrong with that, right? So that's one to be aware of. Am I limiting myself because I believe I must be accessible to everyone? And then this might play into because I don't think people are powerful or because like, well, I mean, that's an example, but what you should actually ask yourself is why? Why do I think that's bad? Why am I telling myself that it's bad if I have some offerings or even all of your offerings that are unaffordable to some people? What's the story that I'm telling myself? Because it's not true and it's it's an assumption that you have made up. It is a made up assumption. These are all made up assumptions. They, I mean, a lot of them are, you know, come from quite strong cultural messaging, but they're still made up assumptions. None of them are like a fundamental truth about life, right? You know, and my courses, I so I've got my um, short courses are like $500, I know people whose short courses are $2,000 and there's people whose short courses are $4,000. You know, that that's not bad or wrong either. Like that's just, they're choosing to serve a certain bracket of people. That's that's not wrong. You know, there's probably people whose short courses are $100. I mean, there's probably not many, <laughs> but, um, but there would be. And, you know, and they're serving another bracket of people. Like it's just not wrong. Nothing is wrong or bad. And it's just finding what feels true for you. I actually, I do actually make mine $500 because I want them to be affordable. So it's not wrong to, you know, to say, oh, I want this to be affordable. I I do want my courses to, um, my short courses to be affordable to people, um, which is why I don't price them higher. Uh, But it's not it's not wrong or bad to have some products or offerings um, that are not affordable to everyone or for your products and offerings to not be affordable to everyone. And so that is money block number five, not wanting and feeling guilt or like there's something wrong with being unaffordable, one or all of your products and services being unaffordable to someone. You know, it's it's okay it's okay. And, you know, there's so much more to pricing that I'm wanting to explain and get sidetracked on. And I'm not going to, because we are just talking about these top money blocks in business. So they're the ones that I observe. Um, so I invite you to notice, do, do you, do you notice any of these within you? Do any of these resonate? And again, just sitting with them for for the next week and just letting it drop in and notice, are any, um, sorry, text message, (laughs) are any of these things that I've got unconsciously going on under the surface or what else maybe do I have unconsciously going on under the surface? When I look at my pricing, when I 
look at offering something, what are the things that stops me? What are the stories that come up for me? That's going to start pointing you towards your money blocks. So that's what I've got to share on the top money blocks. I really hope that was useful for you. As you might know, well, it depends. If you're listening to this podcast episode when it comes out, then literally today on the free class that I'm running, I am announcing that Money Queen is officially opening for enrollment. So Money Queen, last time I ran it was my six-week course. This time it's going to be seven weeks. So I've actually added an extra module, an extra week live money transformation and elevation course. So this is now my money course. It's the next evolution. I had a money course previous to this. um, And Money Queen is created for people who want to prosper and thrive doing what they love. So it's really about the, how to have the relationship with money that you need to have if you want to really prosper and thrive doing what you love. That's not what we're taught. It's not the model of money we're given. I mean, we're taught shit all about money anyway, but it's not the model that we're given in any of our system. It's like, how do you really structure in your consciousness, like be aware of the unconscious sabotaging things that come up that keep you exactly where you are or that have you at the level you're at or the income ceiling you're at or the bank account ceiling that you're at. So it's deconstructing the mental stuff that's going on that unconsciously uh, compels you towards wherever it is that you are right now. And it's also the practical money structures, management and skills as a self-employed people to Per people, person to prosper and thrive doing what you love. You know, like it's one thing to make more money doing what you love, but if you're on this emotional roller coaster of a high month, a low month, uh, like how the F do I actually, you know, reach my personal financial goals while I've got a business or reinvest in my business while I keep using all the money for my personal, then this is the course for you. I so highly recommend this course to anyone who wants to heal, up-level, change their relationship to money, to be able to earn more, claim your worth, um, and practically management manage it in a way that is easeful. You feel in control. You can actually really finally shed that scarcity conditioning, the fear of there not being enough, the fear of how it's all going to work out tomorrow. Um, and you can do this in an absolutely loving and supportive and uplifting community and inclusive environment. Um, you know, and even Honestly, even if you're not doing what you love yet, or you know, you don't know exactly what that's going to look like for you, this course is so beneficial. I, I actually have a lot of people do it who are in full time employment. Um, you know, even if you're not managing a self employed income yet, but you want to get intentional AF about it and you want to be a fucking boss about your money um, and expanding it creating your best life and, you know, having money on board to actually help you do that, then you want to do Money Queen. Seriously, it is such a good foundations course. And I get so many messages from people telling me how it has changed their life, how it has changed their world, how it has, you know, increased their income or really kicked off their business. Um, and, you know, 
or taken money away, like out of being this fucking stress in their life, right? Because that drains you. That drains the fuck out of you. That drains your energy, your life force, your creativity. So you've got to heal your relationship to money, you know, to be a heart-centered, I believe to be a heart-centered, really person on this earth. Like you've got to heal your money shit. So it's not something constantly putting you in fear and scarcity and lack and worry and, you know, pulling back your generosity, pulling back your fullest expression of yourself. So that's my little rant about Money Queen. So it is open for enrollment from today, which is, um, which is, um, like going forward two days, the 8th of March, and it's open for enrollment for the next two weeks. And we're going to be then kicking off the course on the 22nd of March. Now, I, people often ask me like, oh, when, how often do you run this? Uh, I run it once or twice a year. I'm probably going to run it twice this year. I'm not exactly sure. Um, so if I do, it'll be, you know, in September or October, probably October. Um, but you know, if, if this is something you want, like if you know, Hey, this is what I'm committed to. I'm committed to getting sovereign with money, independent, not dependent on an employer, not dependent on a partner or not dependent on, you know, occasional handouts from my, my parents or something like that. Do this course, do this course, do this course. These are tools and systems and structures that are going to serve you for life. You're not just going to use them for the course. You're not just going to go through a process in the course and then walk out and like never think about it again. No, these are tools and processes to use for life, to continue um, to up level and evolve and work through the next level and the shit that comes up at the next level and the next ceiling and the next level. This is your thing to use, like what I give you in this course. So if you want to check it out, if that interests you at all, you can head over to my website. The link is in the episode notes for um, the episode description for this episode. Uh, Or you can also head directly to go.alexisharvey.com forward slash money queen. Go.alexisharvey.com forward slash money queen. Or just go to my website go to my Instagram, you'll be able to find it and jump on board. Really, like if you know this is in your heart, choose it. It'll pay back, you know, oh, I want like a hundredfold. It'll, it'll just, it'll pay itself back in no time and it'll just continue to, um, what's the word? Compound, you know, and compound and compound and compound and compound and compound and, uh, really make a huge difference in your life. So I invite you to join us in that. If that's something that feels true for you, it is money queen and it is open to all genders. So, you know, if you, uh, are not a woman and you don't identify as a queen, you are still absolutely welcome to join us in this course. It's, it's amazing. i had um, guys come through it with us last time. Just, you know, anyone, you are welcome. So with that, I'm going to love you and leave you. I am sending you so much love and I really pray that this episode served you and I can't wait to see you in the next one. Lots of love. 